0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you enjoy the podcast, please give it a rating and review. You can also support the podcast at Patreon by going to patreon.com slash bairdo. That's B-A-I-R-D-O. Today in Canada, there's no business that is seen as more quintessentially Canadian, it seems, than Tim Hortons. And while the company has had recent backlash due to its treatment and poor pay of workers, this podcast is not about that. No, this podcast is taking us back to a time in the 1960s and 70s when Tim Hortons was just a small business slowly growing from the name of a hockey player. This is the story of Tim Hortons and its beginning. Today, Tim Hortons is found in 14 countries with 4,646 stores, but it all began on May 17th, 1964, with one store in Hamilton, Ontario. The original name of the location was Tim Horton Donuts, and it was founded by legendary defenseman Tim Horton, who was playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs at the time. Tim Horton had initially tried many different business ideas, but none had staying power. That was until he opened the first donut shop under his name. Soon after opening his new business, Horton would meet a guy by the name of Ron Joyce, who was a former Hamilton police constable. Joyce soon took over the Tim Horton donut shop in Hamilton and within two years two more locations were opened and Horton and Joyce became full partners. Now, This arrangement would continue until 1974 when Horton was tragically killed in a car accident. At that point Joyce bought the Horton family shares of the company for $1 million and became sole owner of all 40 stores the expansion of the business went into overdrive at that point and by 1991 there were 500 stores open due to the expansion of tim hortons many independent donut shops and small chains were put out of business while canada would gain the honor of having the highest per capita ratio of donut shops in the world today whether you enjoy the coffees and donuts or not tim hortons is a canadian fixture and the company bought for $1 million was sold for $11.4 billion to Burger King in 2014. Now, like I said, this isn't about the shop as it is now, this is about the early years of the 60s and 70s. First let's look at Tim Horton himself. Horton was born on January 12, 1930 in Cochrane, Ontario, and he would first learn to play hockey in Quebec after the family moved there in 1936. The family would move back to Cochrane a few years later and Horton would hone his skills as a hockey player. In his last game in Cochrane, his skill level was evident, as he scored 8 goals. At 15, the family moved to Sudbury, and Horton began to play in the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, where he gained a reputation as a strong defenseman with a scoring touch. In 1949, he was invited to the Toronto Maple Leafs camp, and that would lead to a contract with the team's farm team in Pittsburgh. Eventually. Horton would get a three-year contract with the Maple Leafs beginning in the 1952-53 season. Between 1961 and 68, Horton would play in 486 consecutive games with the team, a record that stands to this day in Toronto. And he would win four Stanley Cups, including three in a row from 1962 to 1964. He would be traded to the New York Rangers in 1970 after 1,185 games in a Maple Leafs uniform. He would then play for the Pittsburgh Penguins until 1972, followed by the Buffalo Sabres. On February 21, 1974, he would lose control of his sports car while driving near St. Catharines, Ontario, and he was killed. Several decades later, it was revealed that his blood alcohol level was twice the legal limit. And at that point, at least for a time, all of Tim Horton's images were removed from restaurants, which all still had his name. Today, he's considered one of the greatest players in the history of the game, and he's a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Going back a few years, though, most NHL players did not make a lot of money in the 1960s, and with a wife and four daughters, Horton needed to find a way to make some extra cash. He would open the hamburger shop in Scarborough and a car dealership in Toronto, but it was that donut shop that had his name that proved to be the golden ticket. Horton had always wanted to have a restaurant. And he would meet a man by the name of Jim Sherrod, a businessman from Montreal who owned a donut shop two doors down from Horton's favorite barber. The two men decided to form Tim and Jim Limited. They opened four restaurants that served burgers and chicken, and then another that served something different, donuts. When he opened that first Tim Hortons donut shop on May 17, 1964, coffee was sold for a quarter and there were donuts with two types created by Horton, the apple fritter and the Dutchie. And quickly, the number of donuts began to expand until there were 40 varieties to choose from. The original promo that appeared in the newspaper on May 15, 1964 advertised the business as Tim Horton Donut Drive-In, complete with a picture of Horton. While Tim Horton's today offers a wide assortment of items, only two items were sold in that first store, as was mentioned, coffee and donuts. There were no Timbits, those arrived in 1976, and as for muffins, cakes, cookies, and soups, and chili... Those would arrive in 1981, 1982, and 1985. Sandwiches wouldn't be served until 1998. The original bag used at the store featured a picture of Tim Horton wearing his Leafs uniform shooting three donuts like hockey pucks. The fact that Horton was a star NHL player with friends like Johnny Bauer who were also star NHL players helped a lot with drumming up business. In this clip from Legends of Hockey, his teammate Bauer talks about how Horton was able to convince him to come to his shop.
1: He asked certain guys to come down and at that time he would pay everybody $25 for the couple hours we were there signing autographs. Well, he asked me and I said, sure, I'll go, $25 was a lot of money for us guys at that time. So we signed a good three hours, just signing and signing, finally time was up and he's paying everybody off in cash and everything else and finally... Uh, he comes up to me and he says, I haven't got any money. I'll give it to you tomorrow. I said, well, Timmy, I said, i got to have it. He says, I'll give it to you tomorrow in the dressing room I have practice. I said, OK. So instead of giving me $25, he reels in about, I came in the dressing room, and there's 18 boxes of donuts. And there's a big sign that says, he pay off for your appearance at the Tim Horton Donuts. So, so I couldn't believe it. I, everybody went home with a box of donuts at the end.
0: For Horton, his donut shop was also a way to get a better contract on the ice, as the story from the NHL Network relates.
1: Horton's quiet demeanor was not without humor, as he once leveraged his donut business during a contract negotiation with Toronto's GM coach Punch Imlac.
0: When he was with the Leafs,
1: he was holding out on Punch Imlac at training camp, so he said... Imlac a box of the moldiest, stalest donuts he could find with a note
0: inside that said, do you think a man who can make a superior product like this needs to play hockey for a living? And Imlac got the joke and he signed him uh, the next day to a nice contract. Sherrod would leave the company in 1966, thanks to a $10,000 purchase of shares from Joyce. That was perfect for Horton since he could only spend about one day a week at the business during the hockey season. Joyce was able to come in and manage things. Years later, Joyce would say of Horton, he needed somebody who knew a little bit about the business. During one Hockey Night in Canada appearance, Horton would talk to Ward Cornell about his donut restaurant.
1: What season is this for you, Tim? Uh, This is the uh, 17th year in Toronto, Ward. 17th year. Now tell me, with the Army retiring this year and even Gordie Howe said he might consider retiring, what about yourself? You ever think of it? Well, I suppose we all have days when we think of retiring. (laughs) But uh, as far as the games go, I enjoy them very much. I I love playing hockey. I always have. Uh, The practices, I must admit, uh, leave a little bit to be desired these days. I suppose the the only thing that could influence my uh, retiring or giving up hockey would be that uh, things are quite hectic these days, trying to combine business with uh, hockey. And uh, if the business uh, that I am involved in continues as it is, I may have to consider retirement before I would like to. That's the Tim Horton Donut Emporium. Yes, uh, Tim Horton Donuts, Ward. And uh, it's very nice of you to let me get a word in about it. If I uh, may take the opportunity, I'd like to... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, heck, I'm going (laughs) (laughs) to... I'd like to say thank you to all you nice people in the Hamilton and Burlington districts and and in uh, Galt and Brantford and Kitchener-Waterloo for... uh, Enjoying Light Donuts, we'd like to thank you uh, for paying for our Hoggy Night
0: in Canada. By 1967, there were three stores, and a year after the death of Tim Horton in 1974, there were 40. Like the company, or hate the company, there is no denying that since its debut in 1964, the company has become one of the greatest Canadian success stories. As for that first store, today, there's a small museum at the store located at 65 Ottawa Street. There's a replica of the original 1964 sign, as well as a bronze plaque that commemorates the opening. It states, This site is dedicated to the dream that lived in the hearts of Tim Hortons and Roy Joyce, to the commitment and dedication of the operators who have built the Tim Hortons chain, and to the people of Hamilton, whose undying loyalty has been the backbone of the chain's success. This location signifies the history and heritage of Tim Hortons, and will serve as a monument to even bigger dreams to come. Information for this piece comes from Canadian Encyclopedia, Wikipedia, Globe and Mail, CTV, CBC Archives, National Post, and Kevin Shea hockey I hope you enjoyed this look at Tim Hortons, and if you did, please consider giving a rating and review. You can reach me at crwbaird at gmail.com, and you can find hundreds of articles on Canada's history at canadax, that's ehx, dot blogspot, dot ca.